Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time you are tuning in. Welcome to Homesteading and Gardening in the Suburbs. I'm Emma from Misfit Gardening and today we're going to talk about how to get compost quicker for the garden. Now the growing season here in the Northern Hemisphere is well underway. Well, at least here in Maine. Um, I'm finding that the compost pile is growing rapidly. There's a lot more stuff that's going into it, but there's also a lot more to composting than just leaving things in the compost bin, especially if you want enough usable compost to spread on your garden beds during the summer and fall when your plants are really needing it most. So let's go through a few tips to help you get fast compost. So step number one, or tip number one, is to have enough materials. The more materials that you have, the faster your compost is going to heat up and start breaking down. You want a bit more of those high carbon containing materials, like 25 to 30 parts more of those materials than the fresher nitrogen rich materials. So you might be thinking, what are these carbon rich materials? Well, we're talking things like dry leaves in fall, chipped small branches or prunings, um, straw, wood dust or sawdust, um, wood shavings, shredded paper, torn up cardboard, um, 100% cotton batting or a thread from quilting, if you're a quilter, pine needles, stuff like that. It's things that were once alive, but quite some time ago. I've even seen on composting groups on Facebook, and yes, there are dedicated composting Facebook groups. Um, there was one keen composter who composted a pair of jeans, another one who composted some cotton t-shirts, and one very dedicated composter who composted her underwear. Um, these high carbon containing materials are usually dry, and they take a long time to break down in a compost heap, particularly in a cold compost heap where you're just layering things in and leaving it. And that's how, you know, most of us gardeners compost. We just kind of throw things into the compost pile and leave them there and forget about them. Um, what about the nitrogen materials? These are things that are fresh. There are things that were very much recently alive. So there's a lot of moisture in them. So things like grass clippings, kitchen scraps, chicken manure, like, these are all high nitrogen materials. And these materials that go into the compost pile, they've got different amounts of carbon and nitrogen to them. So even your high nitrogen materials have got levels of carbon in there and the carbon, high carbon materials have got levels of nitrogen in there. But wood chips, shredded cardboard and sawdust have really high levels of carbon and need a good amount of nitrogen rich materials to offset that and help to work to break those down efficiently. And it's easy to get to this 30 parts carbon to one part nitrogen just by adding in two thirds more carbon materials for each container of kitchen scraps that you're adding from the kitchen. So for example, I shred paper and newspaper that come in the mail and I have that that kind of on hand. So when I'm going to take a bucket of kitchen scraps down, I will take a couple of buckets of shredded paper down and I will add that to the compost. So for every one bucket of kitchen scraps, I'm adding two buckets of shredded paper into the compost pile at the same time. Now, a large pile, so we're talking one that's about one meter high by one meter wide or three foot by three foot. That is really ideal to start composting fast because that amount, that volume of material that's there is gonna really, really break down for you and break down quickly. 
So if you happen to come into extra materials while working in your garden during the growing season, then you might really want to think about some hot composting and making more compost right now whilst you've got an opportunity to. And that leads me to step number two, which is to turn your compost. And I know that this isn't everybody's favorite, but to get compost faster, you need to get the air into it. You need to mix up those materials, get the oxygen and the air to those microbes so they can breathe and break down the materials in your compost pile and this is how hot composting works the microbes are working hard to really digest and break down those materials and that compost pile is going to heat up and it heats up fast but one of the great things about hot composting is those temperatures that it reaches to not only kills off any pathogens that are in there but it can also stop weed seeds from um, sprouting in your compost so if you're kind of hesitant about just composting generally hot composting is really really good because it's going to give you usable compost in a shorter amount of time and here's the good bit you actually get more compost out of it by doing it and um, you lose less than the like cold composting where we're just kind of leaving it where you know you'll have things like worms and stuff that are taking that into the soil below your compost bin and that's a really good point to make that too often we as gardeners we are missing out on getting usable compost for the garden by just letting the compost sit there and if we take the time to get in and start turning that compost we're going to have a product that we can put to use so much faster and it's really when we need it so when we're turning the compost we want to start by taking the materials that are on the outside of the compost pile and we want and on the top and we want to put them so they're on the bottom of the pile and on the middle of the compost pile and it's a bit of work but it is much easier if things like branches and vines and stuff like that are all chipped up first the smaller the bits of mater like materials that are in there the smaller they are the faster things are going to break down now hot composting enthusiasts will build their compost pile leave it for four days and then every two days after that for the next 14 days they're going to turn it over and they're going to have finished compost at the end of just 18 days so think about that that is less than a month and you can have a, a decent amount of compost to be able to be spreading all over your garden now I have a pallet composter that my husband built me using some pallets that we found on the property and I just move it down each bay so I'll start at one end and then after a few days I will move it into the middle and then I will move it into the next bay at the other end and then when I move it back I'll put it move it back into the middle and then I will roll that over into the bay that I started with and I'll keep doing that to move the compost up and over and you know you don't I mean you can lift it up and over the actual pallet if you want or you could load it into a wheelbarrow and then move it into the composter you know whatever works for you if you have a tumbling composter make sure that you're getting out and turning it like tumbling it over every few days that oxygen is needed for um, that hot composting and that's really what's going to help break things down a lot faster
Um, tip number three is to consider adding a compost activator. There's lots and lots of different compost activators, also known as compost starters, that are available to buy. Um, I like to use my Bakashi compost, so I will put the contents of my Bakashi compost bin into the middle of my compost pile, and then I water the whole compost heap with the diluted juice coming out of the composter. That is my usual way to kickstart a compost pile that is coming out of winter but there are others and like I said you could buy one if you want but there's also free options so some people like to add yarrow leaves or stinging nettles grass clippings manure or comfrey leaves so there's plenty of free options that you can use as a compost activator without needing to purchase something off the shelf as a compost starter or activator so see what's available in your yard or nearby maybe over at a friend's house Let's see if there's something that you can use to kickstart your compost pile. Number four is to check the moisture level. Now, the microbes in your compost like things to be moist, but not flooded. So when you first build your compost pile, you want to wet those dry materials or water each layer as you build to make sure that there's enough water to get started. If you live in an area with a lot of rainfall, though, you might want to think about covering your composter to help keep some of that rain off because as you're letting rain get into your compost some of those nutrients that are in that compost are going to be lost so the rain's going to wash them away and maybe even wash away your compost too in a drier climate conversely you might need to be watering your compost pile more often because you're losing a lot of moisture from it Checking the moisture in your compost as you turn the compost pile is the easiest way to go and keeping a watering can or a hose handy to add water to those drier materials to help keep the microbes happy and working is going to really help your compost decompose and turn that garden waste into gardener's gold. So getting familiar with how your compost is looking as you're turning it is really really helpful because you're going to learn so much more about the compost what's working and what's not and that leads me to my final tip which is to adjust the mix and don't be afraid to adjust the materials in your compost and you can add more in as needed and if you're starting to see something like let's say that you're losing a lot of volume in your compost pile as you are turning it it's actually a sign that there might be too much nitrogen in there and it can also be a sign that you've got too much nitrogen if the compost smells terrible stinky compost pile is a sure sign that there is way too much nitrogen in the compost if you've ever like dumped in a load of um, grass clippings like straight out of the mower into the compost and then left it there and then moved it it stinks pretty bad and it's just because it is lots and lots of nitrogen material by turning everything up you're going to mix that nitrogen throughout that pile but you can also use an, this opportunity to add a few handfuls of high carbon materials like sawdust or straw to help rebalance that stinky mess and all of that nitrogen with some more carbon 
on the opposite side if your compost is going really slow during the growing season so it's not because it's frozen and it's too cold it might be a sign that there isn't enough nitrogen in there so you can try adding a few handfuls of high nitrogen materials like coffee grounds or alfalfa or maybe more kitchen scraps or chicken manure if you have chickens as you're turning everything to help see if that speeds things up a bit more like I said, the more that you turn and mix your compost, the more that you'll get a feel for what's working and what's not. Making compost is a skill and it takes some time to learn and get used to it. But the more that we get out there and use our compost and turn it over, get a really get into our compost pile see what's breaking down fast what's not breaking down very fast like are there giant chunks of onion in there or apples because you threw them away whole or are things breaking down really quickly because you spent some time kind of chopping things up whilst they were in the kitchen before they went into the compost bin like the more that you get an understanding of how it works for you and your family, the faster you are going to be getting compost. And of course, don't forget to use the compost in the garden once it's finished. And let me know over in the Facebook group how you like to make your compost. What tips do you have that you could share with other gardeners? Until next time, I hope your garden grows beautifully and I'll see you all next week.